You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Garland and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> everything's back to normal, I guess. Everything's back to normal. We had a good week. We had a good run. I could Jazzy not, J team. I could not. Honestly, I think you, you had a really, really, I think you won the hearts of some people last week. Yeah. You had a very strong open. I was very impressed. Yeah. It was something where I didn't know how you'd go about it. Like mm-hmm. whether or not you would just like do the exact just, like, same do intro. The same thing. But no, and it was like, I actually liked that you put like some care and attention into it. That was, oh, thank it, you. it felt, it, it was very refreshing. You know what I have, I have, I feel like I was, I was thinking about it and there was something else I decided I, maybe I could do moving forward that might help tip the scales in oh, my yeah? favor. Oh. I feel like maybe it's problem with the way I've been dressing a <gasps> little bit, right? So allow me to introduce some element of surprise. Goodness gracious. Are you ready? I wasn't Are expecting it at all. What do you got? What do you got? Hold on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wanna... Uh-oh. Is it a tish? Oh, what on earth is this? What is this? What is mm-hmm. happening right mm-hmm. now? I got some clear glasses. What? <laughs> they look great. Well, thank you so much. You truly look fantastic. I feel like if I wanted to be the one true host, I need to really dress like the one true host, dress like you've been way. dressing the whole time. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, see yeah. I see what you're saying. I see. And, and fittingly, I believe this was the original element of surprise. What? That you got? <laughs> that I was wearing clear glasses. <laughs> that you started dressing like the one true host? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Is, is that accurate? I, you know, I don't know. It might be. Someone, someone would know out there. It, it could be. Okay. Okay. Well, you, so I need to ask this. So now you, for the, for the folks listening at home, you now have clear frames right. on your face Correct. instead of black frames, which has been like traditional Jay Carlin yeah. dating back to basically as far as I can remember. It yeah has basically, <clears throat> I've been wearing like black frame glasses basically since I entered the workforce in um, 2010 in about October of that year. So this is like a... 12 year yeah pattern break well a little bit yes so i'm not like di- like um discarding my black flame frame glasses oh, altogether bla- you got black flame glasses too black flame glasses that's right <laughs> kind of like the sound of that can you not oh man we should make that a thing black fire glass welcome to the black fire glasses yeah they're made out of like volcanic rock or something you know it's a really 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 good thing that i don't run colts 
because whenever stuff like this pops up, yeah, it's like, ooh, black flame glasses club. The black flame glasses. Do you how know, do I get people involved with one, this? One of my, I had no idea how to like flesh this out, but one of my ideas for like a for like a novel or a, a fantasy series of some sort. Yeah. Once upon a time was like, what if like you had you know your typical like several different tribes or whatever naturally but the yeah. thing that made them different was that like basically it'd be like if everyone was a firebender to some extent okay. but the different tribes were set apart then by the different color of fire they could create and the different colors could do different things <gasps> Ooh. but then of course you'd have like the the one and they can make like black fire or white fire or something Na- unique, yeah you know? that's true yeah. okay on that note i know that we talk star wars more on here <laughs> than we do on other places yeah like because well for whatever reason I think Star Wars isn't as popular on on our Super Carlin Brothers main channel which is fine it's fine it's a yeah. big deal it's not like we love it with our entire heart and soul and it's not like I've been watching Rebels every weekend with Addison and bonding over it as she gets excited That's every time new I, favorite show it's been pretty fun it's been yeah. pretty fun I I have I have thoroughly enjoyed being able to group tasks together of watching uh, the Star Wars animated series uh, alongside feeding Addison because I do genuinely feel like. We are doing it together. Yeah, I'm. I'm a thousand percent sure she doesn't like understand anything, but she does smile at the moving colors, and it's like that's something. That's, that's a good something. Anyway, here's my theory. <clears throat> here's my theory. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, a lot of Mandalorian and like the saga right now seems to be having a, a lot of revolution around one dark saber. Yeah. Right? right. For sure. For sure. So we also have Grogu, who we know eventually will will likely wield. A saber of his own. If not the dark saber. If not the dark saber, then maybe instead the lightsaber. Oh yeah, that'd be really cool. If we're going to end up with like a a white saber. Yeah, but it's but it's but they they're called lightsabers. They're called the lightsaber. So he yeah, so he has the lightsaber. But I I almost imagine it's still like it opens more like the dark saber. Right, like it's got like an edge to it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not like Ahsoka's white lightsabers. No, no, yeah, very different. No, 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 no. I I feel like when when you say lightsaber you understand that I'm not saying lightsaber. It's lightsaber. Right. The lightsaber. Not lightsaber. Right. Yeah. I got you. So that's Grogu will have the lightsaber. Maybe he'll purify the darksaber and make it the lightsaber. Oh, that's even better. That'd that's be even pretty better. great. It's pretty good. That'd be it's pretty great. I, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's enough Star Wars talk for one day. What do we have to discuss? Um, well, oh, yeah. Oh, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I guess I was going to say that um, getting back to my glasses. Oh, yes. I have not. <laughs> I have the, like, so one, uh, this, the, the act of getting these glasses has been like months in the making. It has been like such a long journey because I have wanted to try, I've wanted to like expand my glasses um, selection for a while to have like multiple pairs I could pick to wear. Do you have like from? like a like a really like kind of like watches like a like a box that has like little padded pillows on your dresser that you can like set each of your glasses into? Not yet. Day? I do have that for my watches. Oh, you do? I do. That's yes. pretty neat. So pretty I was yeah I was like I want I want to like try and mix it up, expand my eyewear out a little bit. 
But uh, and so I went to um, uh, Warby Parker, which is where I got my regular black glasses from. And they do like this like um, try at home kit thing you can do. Right. And I found several that I liked. This is not sponsored, by the way. This is just how I did it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go order them. And I went to order them and they were like, thanks. We we're so happy to get your order. Your prescription doesn't expire. And I'm like, what are you talking? What? No, no, that's not like, what do you mean my prescription has expired? That's ridiculous. Like, my, I'm see, I'm looking right through them right now. <laughs> They're it's working. Still, I-, I can see. You're wrong. Just set. I don't even care if it's outdated. Just send me. Just send me what you got. Like, do not like, make me go to the eye doctor. No, maybe, I'm like, yeah. But so, and they're like, well, great news. You might not have to go to the eye doctor. You can download our app and take an at-home eye test with your iPad. And I was like, okay, this is a pretty big barrier as well. But I guess I'll try it. Okay. It took me like <laughs> I download it and it like puts the camera on. I guess it's like recording you while you're doing it, basically. Yeah. And it like measures how far you're away and it's like stop, stand there, whatever. And then look at the screen and it makes you read the letters and you know. Uh, then I guess it just sends the video to an eye doctor and they're like, oh yeah, you're good. You can be renewed or you need to go to the eye doctor. And so like a day later, the results come back and they're like, yeah, you need to go to the eye doctor. I was like, butts! No way! I know, so I was like, I didn't get worse. Surprisingly, then I go to the eye doctor and he's like, well, your vision's improved. And I was like, this is amazing. I man, my eyes are so cool. My look, look at that. I look evolved. I, they were faced with adversity and I overcame. <laughs> That's right. Get it? I overcame. That's right. Ah, oh, it. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So I go to the eye doctor, finally get like a new prescription, and I send it in to Warby Parker. I'm like, can I please sell my glasses now? And then like a week later, of course, they finally arrive. And I'm like, oh now now I'm like nervous though, because I've gotten new eye prescriptions in the past and I've put them on and like gotten this like immediate motion sickness. Like they just like it's just wrong. Yeah. It's just like the wrong prescription. And it like I was like so what I initially did was just ordered a re-up of the black frames because my I wanted those to be like my constant look for most of the time. Sure. sure. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to order these to begin with. See if they get here. See if they work. And I remember putting them on being like, this is, 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 it's not going to work. And then I'm going to start all over and go back to the eye doctor and start. Ugh. Fortunately, they worked. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. And then finally, I could order these glasses and I have a third pair as well. <gasps> I do. They're not with me. But you'll probably see them soon. Well, this is all very exciting. I, I feel know. like I feel like you have unlocked something lately, and and it's like I don't exactly know how to describe it other than I would say, um, as as your brother, as someone who's known you for my entire life, mm-hmm. I feel like change has maybe not always been like the most welcome of 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 things always, and. But like here in the past, to me, to you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I would. Okay. I, I think maybe. I don't know. Now I feel like now. Now I'm like questioning everything. Um, but it seems like in the past several months, you have adopted like several new things about about how you're going at life, like new glasses, new, new glasses, shoes, new shoes. Sure. Got a treadmill desk. I did get a treadmill desk. Been walking on that a bunch. Drinking more water. Drinking lots more water. And you just started. <clears throat> A new fitness challenge. I did, which is um, to try and ride my uh, Peloton bike every day in the month of April. You know, you missed the month of May by like just a just a single month. Yeah, just like every right day here. in the month of May. It, yeah, know, it rhymes like, way every, better. It's like I'm doing every day in the month of 
April. April. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound as good. So yeah, but that's that's the challenge anyway to do a Peloton ride every day in the month of April. And so we are at present five days in. Five days in. And so, yeah. how would you say you're feeling about your current your current five days? Uh, the the Peloton rides have not been that bad. The thing I've noticed, and I bet you've noticed this in the seventy five hard as well, is like suddenly the immediacy of tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. Like, like all of a sudden, it's just like, man, I feel like all man. I I feel like I just did the ride. I feel like I'm just I'm about to have to go do another one, like real soon, like like not long from now. I'm I will be back on the bike. Yes, I will tell you that <coughs> I am absolutely having flashbacks to year one of Super Carlin Brothers, where oh, you know it would be like um, <coughs> the way that it worked was you know because we were doing every other day, it meant that every other week you were the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Uh, like slate. So it means you either had three videos or two videos. And the difference between three and two is drastic. It is. And so I feel like I would be like Friday, you know, be like boom, got my third video uploaded this week, got it done. Like boom. go me. Now I, I got three days off. Right. Yeah. Or even just the fact that it's like, nah, I, I have my, I have my Tuesday, Thursday week next week. Yeah. No big. Right. And then it's like, next thing I know, I wake up and it's like it's, Monday morning yeah. for my Monday, Wednesday, Friday again. I'm like, oh, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday was so hard because not only did you have three videos to make, but you had to make one on Monday, which is like the worst day of the week. Oh, and yeah. you had to, like, you thought you were done with work on Friday, and it's like, nope. Still got to make a video. That is what got <laughs> that me. That was the hard one. And yeah, Friday night. You didn't want that video. You didn't. And you didn't. And the yeah. other thing <laughs> on on top of that with with the Super Carlin Brothers, your one thing was just that like every day before, like one of us was also making that day's video. So it was like it wasn't even the type of thing where you could be like, oh, I'm just gonna like double down. You know, I'll I'll make right. one on Wednesday and Thursday, so I have my Friday free. It's like no, I can't do that because you're working on right. Thursday. Yeah. Ah, yeah, but it was very difficult. And like, so yeah, I remember um, one of my strategies for this exact problem was to do um, uh, to do Ask Jay on Friday. So like yes. every two weeks, it would be like Ask Jay, and it's like that's my video. It's already figured out, and I've got a formula for it. And boom, I can just sit down and do it. And it's like it was. It felt like, but like at the time, it felt like this is like such a cheat. Everyone knows I'm just doing this, so I don't have to write a video. <laughs> it's like a cop out. <laughs> it was like like in my mind, that's why I'm doing it. But like the relationship other people watching it had was just like this is a fun thing, right? Yeah. So, it's like may- maybe he'll answer my question this week. Yeah, which so, is exciting. That was the thing. But I also because I worked at the concert venue, and like a lot of times yeah. Friday night was like concert night, right? So. Every now and then, those things would intersect, and it was like, well, now I'm going to, not only am I going to have to, like, wake, I'm going to have to wake up early and do it, basically. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to, like, get up at 5.30 or 6 or something, go downstairs, write, shoot, do as much as I can, maybe come home at lunch, maybe have to come home after the concert and finish or something, you know. You know, it is the funniest thing because in the, the we talked about this a lot, but I, I have like perpetual imposter syndrome. And I think that once upon a time uh, coming like as Super Carlin Brothers started gaining like some measure of success, like yeah. where, where it started to actually be like, we're going to have to report this on our taxes type of stuff. Um, it uh, like I promised myself at that point in time, it was like, Ben, you went for years blindly through a tunnel hoping that someday there'd be another side you know and and it was like it was like one of these things where it's just like pure faith yeah like not even faith i don't even know that i knew that this was a possible outcome it was going into a cave 
that's it. Right. Like, like it wasn't even a maybe one day like this will work and be like our career. It was just I happened to go into a cave and then ultimately find light, um, which was which was great. But I, I, I it's it's funny, like just you bringing up like having to like get up before work to record a video because it's like I feel like that like that left my brain like it was like a piece of memory oh like you hadn't even thought about that like i knew i knew year one was hard yeah and i don't even think i remembered it it being that hard so like that's a good reminder yeah like (laughs) like what just what we were doing to to make it to make it through that first year it was a lot of work for sure it was but so it's interesting though because i do think that now you're doing this month of uh, Peloton or every day in the month of <coughs> April <laughs> event. And I'm in the middle of 75 hard. I think I'm currently on day 24. Oh man. Good job. So I'm, I'm about to hit my, um, third way through Mark. Nice. And so I'm having a similar phenomenon with it where it is the case that I, I have a small little calendar at home that I have all the numbers written on. And like, as each day goes by, I will like put an X mark on it and it has each, each number, of the day that I'm on. Right. Um, and it's, it's odd because like, as I was like writing in all those numbers, this was in the month of March where I only had half a month. And then I flip over the page to April and I'm like, that's a lot of days. Yeah. All of a sudden the whole calendar page is empty. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, then I flip it over again and it's like, basically this entire project will take me right up to the end of May, man. I know. And so it's like, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, and as of recording, it's April 5th. And so it's like, there's a part of me that's almost already like a little bit sad that this much of it is already done. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, like there's yeah. a part of me. It's like, it's like, I have enjoyed it so much that I'm like, I, I, I'm like aware of the fact that there have been days where I got my second workout in because of 75 hard Mm -hmm. like if it weren't for the challenge i wouldn't have done it right and i'm i am a thousand percent sure that given those those options in those days if not inside of the challenge that i won't do it again and so it's like there's like a part of me that's like really 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 enjoying existing inside of the structure of the challenge right uh which is really kind of funny and odd and and I, i keep thinking about it and trying to understand like what is it that I like about that? And I, I actually think the answer to it is fairly simple. And, and it just literally is structure. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think in a, like the super Carlin brothers job, like what we do for a living is incredibly fun and cool and different. Um, but it is, it is rather free form at times. Yeah. We don't, if you it, don't be, yeah, do not be fooled listeners. It's not as if we come like arrive on Monday morning and are like, all right, it's 10 a.m. We're shooting the show. Then everyone line up. We got a meeting at 11 and then we're going to be doing this until, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, it's, it's almost like the, uh, this, this is a meeting that could have been an email. Um, I, I feel like we have, there is just a meeting happening always <laughs> like we are always in a meeting there is never a time that we are not like almost an active discussion about like something new yeah that is that is happening so i think anyway to just to bring it back to 75 hard i think that it's been 
it's been nice because like, I know a lot, like I know how I'm going to be using my time every day. I know what I'm prioritizing. Like, you know, I put Addy down at the end of the night and then it's like, all right, I'm going down to the basement and I'm going to, I'm going to go do my workout. Do your workout. Going to get it knocked out. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned like you, that you, it doesn't seem like I enjoy change that much because like I would, I would say that I don't, I don't personally feel like that's too true. I just feel like I like, for a long time was constantly trying to change things to get to the point where I had the routine I wanted. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. And it's like, I spent so much time doing that, that, that like we finally got there. And now it's like, now I'm just, now I'm very content to just like do like what we're doing. And then I think uh, maybe what's happened here recently though, is that I was just thinking about this over the weekend is that I feel like Luke uh, in particular has like recently just like crossed some thresholds into like, old enough to do more stuff. Oh yeah. And like, yeah. I, I don't know what intangible line in my brain or like in his literal development that he's crossed, but it has suddenly felt like, uh, like more is available simply because of like his age. And you think like, it wouldn't matter. Like the, like we're all as low as the twins. Like they're like the lowest common denominator. Sure. But, um, even there, I guess maybe that maybe they're up at a little bit more, or maybe like they've crossed into a spot where it's like, okay, now it's e- if me and Luke go do something, it's not really that bad for Beth to just hang out with the twins or something. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was thinking, I was thinking, or I was wondering, it's like, is that the thing that has recently suddenly changed? Cause like this past weekend, like we did his first Lego set and that was really fun. And you know, he's only so helpful. I know it was, it screamed uh, memories of when you and I had helped our cousins, Molly and Hadley assemble Lego sets. And it's like, yes. you know, <laughs> they're, they're hyper distracted by all the things and certain pieces are colorful and fun. And they just want to play with some things. And you're like, why don't you try and put these things together? And I'm like, okay. And they'll put that together. And then they're, just, they're off on their own again. It's like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yep. 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 I do remember this exact same yeah. thing. Um, no. And that, that is, that is kind of an, an interesting one though, because <clears throat> it's, it's probably like we took Addison's, five month photos this morning, even though we're like a week late on actually doing that. Um, but it's, it's funny. And, and I can even compare it to, to the 75 hard thing too, but there's like such incremental change. It, it, it's like, I think it can be so hard to see it. I mean, I guess that, that feels like the most obvious thing in the world, like in terms of just like a commentary on yeah. something, but it, it does make sense to me. Like, cause every time I see Luke, it's usually been like a few weeks, a couple weeks. Yeah. And so like every time I see your boys, it's like, Whoa, you got bigger again. They're so much bigger. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like even taking pictures of, of, you know, Addison this morning, like we were going through and <clears throat> like, th- this was the first time that we took pictures of her like sitting you know, and oh, it's right. like, it's like last month we couldn't do this picture. Right. Like, like you she, couldn't sit before. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like when you, when you start to see those comparisons, um, or even, even with 75 hard again, yeah, it's, it's like, I took a picture on day one and I, I to be honest, like I was like reasonably okay with my physique on day one, you know, it was like, I'm right. I'd like, that's not necessarily the challenge to me so much as just completing it. Um, but then as I've been taking my progress picture every five days, it's like, man, it is changing. Like there is difference. Right. And I think even that has now been very inspiring. Right. Cause I think it's so rare that you ever actually get to see your own incremental growth in progress. 
And if there and if there was like a tactile or visual way to see that, I wonder how much more encouraged people would be with just how far they've come. Right. You know, it's like it's like like listener at home, you're killing it. You're crushing it, man. I'm so proud of you. I often think about this. I have like a sometimes a weird like negative association with things like this where I'll remember like, oh, yeah, I used to be I used to like play this video game every, you know, uh, weekend or something. Sure. Or I used to I used to do this thing all the time and I completely stopped doing or like like rock climbing, for example. Yeah. Like we haven't done that in years. I like at the time it felt like my you know, we started going and I got a lot better really fast, but then it just felt like like progress was very incremental at yep. best, if not maybe backsliding sometimes it felt. But I'm like, sometimes I'll think like, what if we had never stopped? What if we had continued going at the same rate we were going? Like, where would I be today? You know, like, like, would I still just be sort of hovering around like V3s, V4s maybe, or like would definitely, you know, or... Or would be like way better. I know it's it's very difficult to 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 say um, because like a lot of times to, to do a nice Diablo two throwback. Oh wow! I know. Wow. Um, one of the one of the things that people used to always whether or not you were frustrated about this, were just aware of it. But getting from level ninety eight to ninety nine, which is the highest level that you can be in the game, takes as long as it takes to get from level one to level ninety eight, and so it's like like you've made it that far like so much has been done and then it's like to make it that last leap like to be level 99 is a huge accomplishment right it's like that doesn't happen by accident like when i was when i was running the like the bot for example it was playing 24 7 without me and right it took and defeating like the main boss in the game over and over over and over and so like way <clears throat> faster than i could ever do it by hand right because the computer can automatically drop itself in all the most optimum locations and and whatever um it took months of that yeah and so to think of like anybody getting there just by sheer gameplay uh anyway to translate that back did to you rock, get someone the 99 i did wow I, I look at you go i know i know bucket list check Bam. um but uh, to think about that, like with rock climbing, I think it's it's very similar. Uh, I think in this capacity where it's like, okay, like I got there, you know, when you start at what is it, V zero, VB, yeah, um, and it's kind of like those are are things that are probably comparable to uh, like a functional ladder is is what I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's it is the case that you can um, there is like a nice meaty handhold that will be like curved, and and you can just basically go up it. Right. And um you shouldn't have to be able to like pull your own physical body weight like like do a pull up for example to do them at all. Right. Like you should just be able to Just a creative ladder. Exactly, creative yeah. ladder. Uh and so it's kind of like yeah, so you can you can go through those, go through those, go through those, your hands, you know, get like a little bit tougher and everything, a little bit better grip strength and then you know you're working your your V1s and and I would say like, you know, V2 is probably the first like plateau of it where it's like you go in and you're like <laughs> You're, you're having to probably not only be gaining some like physical capacities, but it's also like the the strategy of the right. climb. Like th- there will be a like an air quotes feature, you know, or a crux yeah. of the problem where it's like th- this is the hard spot. Like the, the climb is a V2 because you have to overcome a sloper. Right. You know, um, and, th- and and similarly, you know, then I think like. It's like, so maybe you spend like a month there, two months there, and then it feels like 
each each step it's like you're doing like an exponent on top of it right and and so i'd be curious like i i maxed out a v6 and if we were still climbing today at the same intensity we had been that brought me to v6 like i would be very curious to know if i would be any higher than v7 right like i feel like that was the point that i was at with it where like i was years away from right like from development right um but well i mean not development i'm sure my i would be getting better at the at the sport but before i climbed a, a new thing for the very first time right um that's my theory that's your theory yeah. <laughs> at least but i don't know maybe we can go and just climb for the next seven years and see what happens who's to say this is another thing where it's like well if you had been climbing that consistently for seven years chances are you would have changed up something about your routine as well yeah you know? it's like if you've been going that long like at some point you probably were like maybe i need like genuine coaching or maybe i need like tailored workouts or something yes and and that's a that's an interesting one too because sometimes i think that um there can be like fine tuning that you want to do in your life um i can just give an example but one of the things that i've seen is taking like a magnesium supplement at night is supposed to help you get a better night of sleep Mm -hmm. and i think at different stages of my life like man i don't sleep very well I'm going to do that. And like, that's going to fix everything. And it's like probably all of my other like dietary habits, stress levels, like, you know, all of the rest of that. It's like, I don't know if the magnesium supplement was like the cure all. Right. Right. Like that wasn't going to be like my life changing thing. But then if you were to add in like regular exercise, good dieting, drinking plenty of water, um, going to therapy, you know, like good communication skills with the people in your life and stuff. And it's like, maybe if you start doing all like the building blocks, it's like, maybe all of a sudden, like that is the point you're at. (laughs) Maybe I'm at fine tune. Right. You know, in terms of, of like, what is the next, the next, what's the next step to move forward? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But that being said, okay, now this is another interesting anecdote I think that I'm having right now. Okay. Fire away. So again, 24 days in, 75 hard. Lots of cool stuff going on that I feel like have been very healthy. Um, I'm having a little bit of a problem with it because basically what has happened is that I have changed so many things that my life is great, but I changed so many things that I have no idea which thing did it. Oh, you didn't do incremental change. It's not like, yeah, this is like you adjusted too many variables and you're not sure what's paying off. I learned nothing from the science fair is, right. is effectively the case. Right. Yeah. It's like, it, it's like, so my sixth grade science fair project, for example, we built bridges out of popsicle sticks and we were testing the strength of triangle support systems versus the strength of square support systems. This would be like going from like popsicle stick uh, squares to like stainless steel triangles <laughs> right you know and it's like is was it the, it the shape or the metal <laughs> probably the you know before i was depending on elmer's glue an awful yeah. lot these are welded together <laughs> so that's probably it probably it probably it but good mm-hmm. all, but but that being said triangles are also stronger yeah so was that your findings that triangles were stronger it actually you know it, it was not <laughs> my findings no um technically all of <coughs> all of the research that we did for that science fair which i also think is similar to your hot wheels car uh um the history of, yeah, hot, history wheels. of hot wheels there was a there was a ben carlin <coughs> sixth grade science fair video yeah but i'm pretty sure what happened was because these squares had so much more material to them it meant they had even more glue oh and 
because it's just an extra popsicle stick for each support system. So I think that that is what made made a huge difference. Oh, oh, oh. on on this level, I don't think it, it's quite like a real bridge. So what? Wait, what? What is stronger? Triangles are triangles stronger. are stronger. But in my experiment, squares were stronger. Okay. So uh, my data was just incorrect. <laughs> just incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> my my like, findings were not like, were not. It accurate. Turns out what you were actually testing was how many the the difference of extra glue spots. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. 
And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Dude. I have a question for you. Okay. I have a and, and I'm like I am dead serious about this question, okay? Like I need I need everybody to like focus up and listen because it's like a curiosity of mine. But like have you ever been pulled for anything that ultimately became a well-known statistic about anything? Have I ever been pulled for anything? Yeah. Like I feel like there are like there are like articles that come out all the time and it's like research says that 75% of people blank and it's like but but who is being asked these questions because I hear about a different study every single day of my life every single day of my life like I would venture to say however many days I've been alive is how many studies I have heard about if anything I bet it's even more than that yeah where and where are people signing up for said studies who <laughs> is answering these questions right Where's it going? I don't know. Um, my guess is that it is coming from a lot of um, universities and like um, th- thesis projects and professors who are being paid specifically to do research by their universities to publish papers exactly like this. But shouldn't I be asked? Shouldn't I have been asked by now? To be in one of these things. Something. Something. Like, statistically speaking, how is it possible that I have never been part of the, the statistics? I don't know. I want to contribute. You want to be part of a study. I want to be part of a study. I see. Because it's like, sometimes I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I, I disagree. <laughs> like, it's like studies show and it's like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> but, but it's so hard to tell. It's so hard to tell. Cause you just don't know. I mean, you know, echo chambers being what they are and such. It's like, you, you may believe that, that things are a lot more <clears throat> the way that you view the world than, than they actually are. But it's like, I guess my question is, is like, has anybody at home ever contributed to these, to these studies? Yeah. Or have you ever like, yeah, gone to a place, filled out a survey, been a part of a study and then got sent the published results of said study. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. So, because what was the, what was the old television like pamphlet that they would send out in the mail? There, there used to be this thing where if you would fill oh, out, oh, 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 Nielsen, the Nielsen ratings. Yeah. Yeah. So w- the, the Nielsen ratings used to basically tell, uh, network television, like it was like you, it was a self, uh, reported document on yep. what your, TV viewing habits Mm -hmm. or like, like what you watched. And they would actually send you cash dollars in the mail. And if you like continue to fill them out, they would continue, continue to send you cash dollars. And so I remember at our very first super Carlin brothers office, I believe we got one of these in the mail and we like over the course of like four months of sending correspondence back with Nielsen's, I think we had like $18 or something like (laughs) that. Um, but like that to me felt like it it reached me at such a stage in life that I wasn't even watching network television. I had nothing to like that's what made yep. it so easy to for one to send them back at all. Yeah. Um but prior to that like I don't know. I mean maybe maybe a lot more people are getting these things than I'm aware of, but it's it's hard to extrapolate how they know like 25 million people watched the Super Bowl. Yeah, like how do they know how many uh, households 
were tuned in. It's like today you have stuff like streaming, so they can know literally exactly the right numbers because you're connected to the internet and stuff. Right, yes. But <clears throat> you're right. No, Nielsen's was like a real uh, thing where that was the main way they collected um, the ratings numbers for different TV programs. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it was horribly inaccurate because it was all self-reported and, you know, you just filled it out. And it's like, like who who is going to sit there and be so diligent as to literally write down every single thing they watched for like a month or a week or right. a day, you know, and it's like you could say that like even even like poor data collection in this is better than none. Like, yeah, we had yeah, we know people don't fill it out very, very well, but we got like 10,000 of them back. And I'll tell you what, of the 10,000 we got back, the most of the numbers said like a lot of people said they watched Big Bang Theory at eight o'clock. So we know that's like the number one thing. You know, like sure, you yes, can, you like can even still, bad data is data. Even bad data is data. The problem is that uh, the, the, what I experienced, what was really frustrating, is that the way these things come back is then how advertising rates are set for like the ads in those shows. Yes, <clears throat> yeah, right. it seems like a lot is dictated by this this original piece of information. Yeah. So let me let me bring it away from such a bro- like a broad thing and into the like super Carlin brothers umbrella because there's actually an interesting piece of data that I have always sort of like correlated on my own but I have made decisions based on this data before uh that then it, like it seems to get backed up but let me let me walk you through it. So Let's we do it. we do an annual survey for uh, viewing members of the Super Carlin Brothers audience. Yeah. And so, like, in a multitude of our SCB videos, we will ask, like, you know, would you guys be willing to fill out the survey? Uh, many of you guys actually do fill it out, which we, we greatly appreciate because we are attempting to use that data to make informed decisions about things. Um, frequently, we will ask the question, which Hogwarts house are you in? And it seems like most often the results will yield that it's like mostly Ravenclaws. Right. And so what I've always thought was interesting about that is I feel like someone who identifies as a Ravenclaw is also probably somebody who will appreciate data, which is probably somebody who's willing to contribute to data, which is probably why they took the survey. Right. Like, is it an accurate representation that, the largest number of people watching our channel are Ravenclaws, or is it the case that people who identify as Ravenclaws are the most likely to take a survey? Exactly. Right. But so then, like, <clears throat> at the end of the year, like, we make our our um, our animal mugs for Carlin Brothers Coffee, which yeah. feature an eagle on them, and we use that data and buy more eagles. Right. You know, in in turn, like, like inventory-wise, like, the peek behind the curtain is that we, we have more eagles in stock from the start. Right. Well, I will say though that it seems like for the since we've been doing that, the stocking has gone like has been almost perfect. It has been. Which it would, has been. Which would then suggest that in fact there are just simply more Ravenclaws and not the fact that you're a Ravenclaw is uh, making you take the survey. Unless unless it is also the case that Ravenclaws are more motivated to purchase mugs. 
<laughs> Could it be? Could it be? Um, but so then, you know, I do, I do back up even more from that. And I, I do have to imagine that people who have sought out our channel are the people who are really doing deep dives. Right. And <laughs> those people are also probably people who are Ravenclaws. Right. Because like they are seeking further knowledge, education, exposure, uh, right, ideas, yeah, deep thinking. Deep dives on the, on the theories and stuff. E- exactly. So it's, it's <laughs> data confuses me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we had to take, uh, I took a whole class in college just called like Com Research, which was, I mean, literally about like Nielsen ratings and stuff like that. Yeah. Different ways like data is collected. And we had to go out and, um, you know, do our own research and stuff like that. My, do you want to hear my super creative research thing? Yeah, yes. I, I sat on a bench facing the Pedro Yates dorms for like uh, three hours one day and just watched people go through the door to see whether or not they pushed the button, like the handicap button to open the door for them, regardless of whether or not they were in fact handicapped. <laughs> wow. And I collected that data from that bench for like three hours and it just had like little tallies everywhere. And then of course, interestingly, of course, I, it was like, you know, certainly some people were handicapped and did need to use the door. Sure. And then you had, then this was like the surprise one is that people who were handicapped and could use the button, but still didn't. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. I mean, and okay, so that's, that's, so did your, did your professors <coughs> allow you to pick your thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Because here's the thing I think that Radford did, and this was like the big, I was like, this is interesting. Because what Radford does is has have all of their market research students every year, like your assignment is you have to go out and find 25 people to take the survey. So every individual has to go out and do it. And there is a disclaimer at the top of it that does say, like, Basically, by agreeing to do this survey, you are agreeing that you have not already taken this survey. So the idea is that it, it like you, every individual should be getting 25 unique people, whether or not college students adhere to that is obviously hard to know. Right. It seems unlikely, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> um, I did get 25 individual people, just for what it's worth. But so we were going through, we're polling to see what social media usage is like. And I remember at this point in time, it was basically right after MySpace had died and Facebook was just like full-blown, full speed ahead. Like our parents hadn't found it yet. It was like in its prime. So like you're going through, you're polling people about Everything from like like Facebook. I think there was something called Dig, uh, Reddit, Twitter. Um, I, I don't even know if Instagram was invented yet. Maybe it was. Possibly Instagram, mm-hmm. um, Tumblr, maybe something else. Anyway, it's not really the point is to, is to list all of them, but you get the the general idea. But at my uh, all of our survey results in my entire class, every single person, there was just. 99% of people used Facebook and less than 2% of people used anything else. Interesting. Yeah. And so what I, what I thought was fascinating about this though, is that the market research teachers used the same um, assignment every year. Yeah. And so probably what they are doing is using our research to contribute to their findings, yeah. which is the shift in social media usage over years right because what they're watching is probably like they they were probably literally able to watch the facebook wave arrive 
in 2000, like 10, 2011. Yeah. Reach magnitude in 2014, 2015, and then taper off as as it gave rise to other social media. Yeah, as other things came into the into the main but focus. The the reason that I hated this assignment is because it to me it felt like the data was I was only seeing one section. So right. I was seeing the year that I did it, where basically nobody used anything except for Facebook. So like the 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 charts were like embarrassing you know they were just big blue pie charts yeah like that was it and then there was then you know there's like the little thing where like the little arrows come off and it's like you know here's tumblr here's twitter reddit and everything yeah it's like nobody is like at the very least at my school nobody was using it do you know the weird thing is that like even okay so in 2009 i think i know twitter was a thing then because i was doing twitter then okay and i remember like telling you know some of my friends about it like oh i'm on you guys on twitter but it's like i have never known anyone who didn't work in this office that used twitter same like i hard same you know what it is unbelievable to me that like twitter is this massive massive social media site where Tons of people are where all this news is all the time. And I do not know. An, I do uh, like another person in my real life who uses Twitter at all. Yeah. I don't you fo- know. Like my, I don't follow a single person. <clears throat> I don't follow a single one of my friends. Yes. On Twitter. And it's not. Yes. I don't follow a single person I know in real life. Like who's not from the internet on Twitter. And not because I'm uninterested in what they might have to say, because they don't have it. And I'm like, how is like how how does it seem like everyone has Twitter and yet nobody's on Twitter? This I don't like. I I do. Th- I talked about it earlier though. But like echo chambers are like it's. I, I like urge you to think about yours. Yeah. You know, like try to be aware of whatever you exist in. But it's like I think that's so interesting because it, it can be the case that. Like when you're on Twitter, you're like, oh my gosh, this is the common sentiment. Everybody thinks this. Right. And then it's like, and then like we can go and talk to our friends and they're like, I have not heard about this at all. Not even a little bit. What? What is it? Like I, I signed up for Twitter like 10 years ago. I think I've posted one thing ever. Yeah. Uh, I would Ex- say. Yeah, exactly right. It's like, yeah, you could get on Twitter and be under the impression that like, oh my gosh, the whole world just, they're so upset about this thing right now like it's all anyone's talking about and you can go talk to your like and then you can go talk to people in real life like like your other friends in real life and it's just like what well, i never even heard of it not even on my radar at all not a thing i'm curious if it's our friends if it's our part of the world yes like what what is like is this the case for other people like do you like do your co-workers ask them do they have a Twitter? Are you on Twitter? Do you follow them on like, Twitter? You like this is this is this is another thing where it's like we have, probably have like a weird audience bias where like you listener are probably a heavy internet user who listens to popcorn culture and has like followed us here from YouTube possibly and you might have Twitter but how many people do you know have Twitter? I yeah, want to know. I know because like weirdly on the other hand it's like I also everyone in there does have Facebook and I follow tons of my actual real life friends on Instagram yeah and I can see their posts there no one's on I don't get I don't understand 
It seems I don't. It's it's just it's weird to me. And this has always been the case. It wasn't like oh yeah, I used to know a lot of people and then they just sort of fell off. It's like this has always been the case. Right, right, right. Like that's the <clears> case <throat> with my Facebook. It's almost like when I want to know when I want a high school reunion, I go to Facebook. It's like, right. <laughs> it's like what are my friends from high school doing? Oh, okay, cool. That is becoming less and less true for me. I have been really pruning all of my face, all of my social media stuff. Where I'm just like if. If the only reason I'm friends with you on this platform is because we graduated from the same place uh, in 2006, like you're gone. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what? We don't actually have that. Like that. That's all we have in common. You're out. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Brutal. I don't. don't It's like I don't what I don't. It's not. Yeah. This is just this is brain clutter to me is what it is. This makes me wonder. Because it's like, it's one of those things that like, I, I have done the same thing before where I've gone through and cleaned up my socials before, but it's like, it does make me wonder how frequently like someone is scrolling their feed and they're like, oh, Ben Carlin. Nope. Unfriend. Unfriend. <laughs> like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine trying to think back to someone that I knew. I'm like, yeah, I think we're friends on Facebook and like pulling it up and being like, wait a fr-. minute. Like, like they you unfriended me. You discover it. Like. No, what? Here's my thought is that it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if all sorts of like people I knew from high school had unfollowed me because like m- uh, like our like kind of presence on Instagram and social media is very different from like a usual person's like where we're posting a lot of like we made a video like True. go check it out. Yeah. So I can see where if you're just like, oh, OK, I don't really care about these things you're making. Um, see ya. It's possible. It's possible. I I have found that the the people that I went to high school with that I run into um, seem to know and be very excited to talk to me about what it is that we do. Well, that's which which is always surprising to me because like it's like we we were not exactly like close friends. Not that not there was any bad blood at all between me and these people. But it's like we we would not have like gone to a party together. We didn't sit together at lunch. Like we wouldn't have you know chatted during study hall exchange notes anything like that right you know so it's like of course i knew you yeah but like i it's it's interesting to me when when it does when i it dawns on me that it is the case that that like people have picked up on what it is that we do right in fact have i told the story because i had someone message me the other day um have i told the story about the chancy pokemon card um uh, well, are you school. bringing up pokemon cards i um, i was doing it man uh, i don't know if you have i i assume you mean base set chancy base set chancy base set chancy 120 hp yeah yeah monster which which like i was so <coughs> i was so stoked about because 120 hp was the same as charizard exactly and so when i saw this chancy card i remember being like man god, oh, god that has me that yeah. so i remember i made a trade that was very in my favor. Uh-huh. And I remember I, I got the Chansey card. Wow. And I was like so excited. I thought I told this story on here before. Maybe maybe I haven't. Now I'm just walking into the deep. Um, but the person, I remember very vividly, for some reason, the person that I had like traded with. And I, maybe it's because I like even then I was pretty racked with guilt. Yeah. About the fact that I had realized that that like that it wasn't a fair trade. Right. Like I definitely just came out on top and it was, I don't know. And, but then I was, I was, I was so excited about this Chansey card, um, which now if I still had would probably be worth 
a, a reasonable if sum, only Ben a reasonable a very sum. reasonable sum um anyway so <gasps> I thought I told the story before someone's gonna have to let me know if I have but so the person who I traded with messaged me on Facebook yesterday about the chancy card not about the chancy oh, card not like, about the chancy card no but this was a story that was dating back to I was probably like seven eight years old no probably older than that okay uh because you let's see. Maybe nine. Maybe I was nine. Um, but so that was 20 plus years ago. Right. So sometimes like when you're telling stories uh, for, for, for the pop about people in our lives who have existed in our lives, it's like if they are so far in the rearview mirror of like the narrative of your life, it's like it's pretty safe to talk about this. Like like it's very not obvious who we're talking about. We're not putting like you know, a name or, or anything right. specific that would like identify this person. <laughs> but when I got this message, it was one of these things because he specifically was like, Hey, I saw you have a YouTube channel. That's really cool. And I was like, <gasps> have I told the chancy story? Because if I have that story is about you. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was like, one of these, it was like the only time where I was like, Oh no, Uh-oh. the person of the story may have just stumbled into it. Or really just anything, like any person we've ever talked about in the pop was someone we went to, uh, like to high school with vaguely, if they ever came and listened and realized that we were it talking was about, about them, them be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Would that, it be a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I don't either. Know. Would I they even realize? Could they hear a story about themselves and not know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't so wait, know. what did the, what did said person message you about just to say, hey, I, I saw you had a YouTube channel? That was it. Okay. That was it. Yeah. Gotcha. Just like that, that must, must have been one of those things where <clears throat> they had remembered that we had gone to high school, stumbled across one of our videos and was like, is this that from elementary school? So what, what did you, what did you um, lowball this person with for their chancy? <laughs> Uh, I think it was an Alakazam. An Alakazam. Okay, I, that's still a rare card. It was still a rare card. Yeah. But it wasn't as rare of a card. Um, but I think it was an Alakazam. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if that's quite the short change you've been selling yourself for low these many years. It, it is entirely possible that as as a kid, like I had seen a Charizard in person before. I had never seen a Chansey in person before. R- okay. And so it was like, it was like, <gasps> that's you get that. whoa i need to like gotcha you want to it's trade. possible your perception of the rarity is what has been guilt tripping you that's very true yeah it hadn't occurred to me until you asked me this question <laughs> i think I, I think the other thing that happened was there was a time we went to uh, a store called books a million yeah and yeah, mom and dad there. let is us it? no it's not no it's gone it's the the structure is still there but it is uh. um but mom and dad let us buy some pokemon cards that night and i remember tyler pulled two alakazams in the wow. same night what i know i know and so I think in my head, I was like, wow, common card. <laughs> Do you know, very interestingly, what is an extremely uncommon Pokemon card? What is it? Is Kadabra. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's a whole story here. There's like there? a whole story here where like for 17 years, the Pokemon company has not printed a Kadabra card. So it's just, have they printed Abras? They've printed Abras and they've printed Alakazams. And like one of the things that like they've done this thing, like they, ha- you know, we, when we open packs, I've got like the V cards yep. now. So you'll have like, um, you know, Empoleon V where like Empoleon is the fully evolved form of Piplop, but you can just play this Empoleon as a basic. So they're oh, just I like, see. yeah, you can play Alakazam V fully evolved. No worries. Don't need <laughs> Abracadabra. Don't need them. But like, 
the Pokemon company got like super sue or it's, it's like questionable as to whether or not they were ripping off this like um, magician who was doing stuff with spoons uh, at the time. Okay. I forget his name. I think it's like Yuri something, but he like was like claiming that they were like ripping off his likeness with the Pokemon Kadabra. And as such, they didn't print any more Kadabra cards for like 17 years. I think recently it has finally all come to a close. <laughs> after all this time. <clears throat> after all this time, and Kadabra can now be printed again. <laughs> hey, I wonder I wonder if they reprint Kadabra, if they will like do something like saucy with it. Oh, that'd be so funny. You know. It's like, guess what? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Because it seems like, because I know that this story, it's probably one of those things, if you haven't heard this story, it actually is incredibly fascinating to like dig into the nitty gritty of it. Um, but I bet it's the type of thing that many uh, TCG players would get a kick out of. Yeah. Some type of like homage right. to this entire story. <laughs> or if like, if they like release like a, like a, like a Kadabra do they, would they ever have like a VMAX card that is not a fully evolved form? Uh, they have Pikachu and Eevee, of course. Okay, well, those don't count. <laughs> they have uh, they have Pikachu VMAX. They have Flying Pikachu VMAX. Okay. Surfing Pikachu VMAX. These are not good answers. <laughs> is there is there ever like Squirtle VMAX? There, uh, no. Outside of Pikachu and Eevee, I think they are all fully evolved forms. Well, yeah, calling it right now. Kadabra VMAX. Kadabra VMAX. Oh. That'd be great. There is Alakazam V, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it'd be pretty funny. Maybe if like the Kadabra had like an attack like seventeen year psi wave or something. Yes. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Pokemon Company, if you're listening, <laughs> feel free to steal any of these ideas. We are giving you full, full license over everything we just discussed. There you go. Or are we? And then we're the reason you can Oh my gosh, could you imagine? That was our idea. Another 17 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> like we're going to be back off the market. I imagine us in court and then be like, they're going to pull up this video and be like, play the transcript. You know what I mean? And it's going to be like, yeah. you have full license to use this thing. And it's like, I didn't say that. Yep. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> that's, not, that's not my voice. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. I doubt we have this much sway over the Kadabra card printing at Big Poke. Jay, if there's one thing that brings me joy in the world, it's over-assuming my own influence. Well, we obviously influenced Legends Arceus with all of our Golbat tooth straws and Paris everywhereness. Every yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Anyway, transition. Transition! Ben, you have a wick at the peak? I got a massage. Oh, you got a massage? I got a massage for That's the first your, time in uh, my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, so I, I, I was so oddly nervous about this. Like, I really, really wasn't, like, the whole idea of, of going to a massage is that it's supposed to be, like, relaxing right and you had like anxiety about going to get relaxed yeah like like i felt like i was making the masseuse uncomfortable just by physically being there as a customer at all right like if i didn't sign up for this you wouldn't have like you could just be doing whatever you wanted <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right yeah now. yeah as if like this isn't their actual profession right like this is a, a job that they are skilled and trained to do yeah like chose to do um but yeah so i i feel like i was just very like like very very tense i was just worried i was gonna somehow like i don't know mess up (laughs) do something wrong um which didn't end up happening uh which is now why it's my wick of the peak but yeah so i i so for the very first time in my life i had 
uh, a massage. Alice and I went and got a couple's massage and it was really, it was, it was really cool. But then also like, I think that because I've been exercising so much, cause it's been inside of 75 hard yeah. that like my, I am just knots. Like my muscles yeah. are just knots. Like you need another massage now. I probably need like, like, <laughs> like regular something right? Uh, to make sure that I'm not just so badly tied up. Um, but yeah, so it was, I would say that like, while it was, it was relaxing by, by the end of it, I, it was, there were also moments where like, you could tell they were like, does this hurt? And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, it hurts a lot. It, <laughs> that definitely, definitely hurts, Ow. but it's okay. Then I felt like really like loosey goosey. Really loose at the end. Yeah. 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 Ready to take on the world. How about you? How was your wick of the peak? My wick of the peak, Ben, is a TV show okay. that I want all the listeners to go watch because it is like encapsulated it is like entranced me and beth's attention in a way that shows have not for a while it is the show called severance on apple plus yeah with adam yeah scott. with adam scott it and it's made like i think being like directed and written by ben stiller randomly it, that's like one of these weird things i think where sometimes you underestimate the the otherwise talent of famous people right where it like it's it's like it's maybe easy to think that they're just like a like a really really ridiculously good looking. <laughs> <laughs> nine people got that. <laughs> Hashtag Zoolander. Oh my um, gosh! I hope more than nine people got that. <laughs> um, but I think that sometimes it's like like because you, you I feel like we're starting to see it a little bit more where you, where you're you're witnessing because uh, like didn't like John Krasinski and like Emily Blunt like wrote directed performed in um quiet like place quiet place yeah yeah it's like i feel like what, what you're starting to see and, and maybe this has existed more than i realize and i've just become a little bit more privy to it but just these like people who are who are engaging in far more elements of the film production process right but anyway so i i i too heard that ben stiller wrote it and was like yeah okay like all right. So I watched the first episode and I was like, really? Like, I mean, I, it honestly, cause I think black mirror is like, I don't, I, the people who write it, I'm like, your brains are something else. Yeah. You know? And the whole time I was watching the first episode, I was like, this, this feels like black mirror. It, to me. Yeah. So if you, if you like the show black mirror, uh, you will definitely like this. And even if you don't, I think you'll still like this because this is more like an entire series based around one like Black Mirror premise. Kind of like hypothetical. Yeah, kind of yeah. like hypothetical. But the the short, the elevator pitch um, of the show is that you have this uh, small group of employees that have undergone a procedure called severance where they're brain has been like um, severed in such a way that whilst they are at work, they have no memories at all of anything that ever happened outside of work or anything that happens when they leave work. Right. At the same time, they, uh, when they leave work, they have no memory of anything that happened at work. Yeah. So So, it, it, it poses this like really, really weird, like, like psychological like i don't know uh a thought experiment basically of just is the person who goes to work because you at home 
have no memory of the work, are they like trapped at work? Basically, in in like a sense. Because all they know is they leave for the day and then the next thing they know they're there again. Right. Like, so yeah, if you, if you can imagine, it's like, uh, it seems like uh, the act of going down the elevator, at least in the show is visually what shows you like the transition happening is that like when, when the person at work leaves, they get in the elevator and then the moment the elevator moves, like that person's consciousness is gone until the elevator opens and they're re-arriving at work, having no idea what they did on the outside for the last eight hours like they could suddenly have like a boost of energy because they get a good night of sleep. They could suddenly feel like terrible with a headache because the person went out on a you know a bender and got really drunk, right? And now they're hungover. And and it's interesting. I think maybe even like uh, I think Moon Knight sort of coming out right now touches on this a little bit. But it's it's like my mind when I first heard the premise kind of went to this like Jekyll and Hyde type of situation where it's like like sort of multi personality type of thing where it's like you like you've got this like one version of you that is a certain way and the other version of you that's like not that way at all um but it's even not like that right it's, it's not it's not that like you have two personalities it's almost like you're literally two people like who have like proximity based like proximity locked personalities yeah yeah which is so, but like it's it's this it's like you think you can think about all the ways in which it would affect you but like the show is doing a really good job of like hitting all the different things but like so for example let's say like our main character shows up at work across the desk from him and as far as i know watching into the show nothing like this has happened yet could literally be his brother and he would not know right you know like you would have like it's um, it's very kind of like the beginning of the Project Hail Mary, the book we talked about, where he wakes up and it's like um, the guy still remembers like that he's from the United States and he can tell you what all the states are and he knows how to do math and physics, but he doesn't know his name or his parents' name or where he grew up or what state he's from. You know, it's like you still have all of your base knowledge, just none of your personal memory. Right, right. Which is, it's, I mean, and it's really <clears throat> odd too, because if, if you could even imagine like, I mean, in not that I think that this would be a good, a good or like, like applicable practice out in the real world, but like as far as the compartmentalization of, your life outside of work or your life. What am I trying to say here? Um, like, or your work life when you go home, it's like there's, there's a, there's something like a morsel of that idea that has like an appealing nature to it, which would basically be like, you show up at work for the day and it's like, you're nothing but focused on work. Like you're not thinking about like the fact that your furnace needs to be repaired at home or right. like you had like a dripping faucet or like your your dog needs to be taken to the vet because you're like the ideal employee who all they've ever known is this job literally right yeah right but like this is like the weird thing when you go into the procedure like which one are you going to be you know i guess you'll be the one who's on the outside so from your perspective you just never went to work again like you're always living on the outside then right you know your just bank account just fills with money whenever yeah, it's so, time to get paid. So the you on the outside, because that's the other thing too, is that like, you know, one of the great things about running your own business is there is lots of f- flexibility and stuff like that. One of the not so great things about running your own business is that like you don't always get to like go home and have your work be left at the office. And, and I'm sure that that extends to plenty of jobs 
beyond being, you know, yeah. like running your own business or whatever. But, um, like I, I, I remember I had a friend shortly after college who like their relationship with their job was exactly like that, where it was just like, they, they went to work and it was like, when they left, it was like, it's done. Like, I will not think about it again until I come back. Right. And I was like, man, I'm like doing, cause I was doing aquariums at the time. I was like, I, I'm doing like water changes in my head. I'm like running the chemistry from like a water sample in my head yeah. through the night, trying to figure out like how to get rid of like the specific strain of algae or something. Right. You know, it's like, I can't stop thinking about it. Like I want to focus on watching Thursday night football, but I can't stop <coughs> thinking can't. about, you know, this other yeah. stuff. Um, so like on the one hand, when I heard the premise of the show, I was like, that's kind of appealing, you know, like when right. you leave, it's, a, I don't even know what I did today. Right. You know, but like, then there's like that. It's like, what are they doing? That's so sensitive that they need this sort of thing. You know, right. That's that, like, true. Like for all the person on the outside knows, they're just like murdering people for eight hours a day, and they don't have any idea. Well, let's very much <coughs> hope that's not the premise. But this, that, yeah. this show this show's going to get real <coughs> dark. If that's yeah, if that's the premise, I actually don't know. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, but then if you're on, the, if you're the person on the inside, you don't even know what the outside world is like. Is it a freaking apocalypse out there? And that's why other you decided to do this in the first place. Like right. they'll never see daylight for all they know they don't like when they leave like they think they just come back to work but for all they know they walk outside the door and it's immediately like into a jail cell and then they're just stuck there oh my god you know like they wouldn't have any idea right right yeah like like, they're being told you have this whole life on the outside but they don't know it's crazy it's so like i it's like so many crazy weird things i think about i could not stop watching it though it's so good i could not recommend everyone go watch it it's like really tripping me out and I love it. This is exactly the kind me and Beth love like mind bender shows like this or like movies. And yeah, it's really, it's really scratched just where we itch. I'll tell you. Well, that's amazing. That <laughs> yeah. is amazing because I, in the good news on my front too, and this, I would say listener at home, this is why it'd be a good time to, uh, like to, to go and do it because I can, I can see us talking about it more in future episodes for one thing. Uh, because I watched the first episode of it last night and this was like one of those things where I was watching the episode and I was watching Alice because Alice tends to not like shows like this. Oh no. And we, and it was, I think it was one of these things where we just finished Bridgerton, which is something that she really loves. And Mm -hmm. so I think she was like, okay, I will watch your severance. And so like, I'm sitting there kind of like, are you liking it? Are you liking it? Am, <laughs> by the way, am I liking it? Because <laughs> I feel like the first episode seemed kind of slow, but by the end of it, you're kind of like, oh, man, okay. Mm. All right, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but the good news is, is that she gave the thumbs up. Nice. So I think that I will also get to continue to watch, and then we can have deep, deep philosophical conversation. <laughs> it's coming people oh boy anyway as ever guys we appreciate (coughs) you tuning into this week's episode of the pop if you would like to support us over on patreon you can do so at patreon.com slash popcorn culture uh after each week's episode jay and i record something that we call after the final pop uh it's an additional 15 to 20 minutes of just more pop conversation sometimes we talk about abe lincoln's hidden treasure um lots of lots of really good uh discussion going on over there and the good news about this particular tier is that at five dollars you get the access to the entire backlog where there are now many 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 of these so if you're looking just for a good quality uh one-time you know patronage i think that that five dollar tier yeah gives a lot you get, of bang you get a buck. lot <laughs> yeah a lot of bang for your buck um 
Again, that's patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise, if you have any feedback for us, if you have ever been invited to be a part of a study before, yeah. uh, like, like, and I would say my, my caveat here, cause when I was in college, I guess there were like, you know, like psychology classes that did this type of stuff, but like, like where like the world, I don't even know researchers, the, the Royal, they yeah. say, you know, like, like, have you ever been a part of one of these things before? Because I, I I haven't. Or or if you're someone who knew us as kids or in high school and are now a listener, let us know. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. I also have one more because we were talking about this today. We have this theory that most of the people who listen to the pop, if not all of the people who listen to the pop, are are or otherwise were fans of Super Carlin Brothers, the the YouTube channel. Uh, as if first. the Venn diagram is a circle in a circle. A circle in a circle. Right. What I want to know is if you're not if it maybe maybe if it's like two circles that that overlap almost entirely, but there's, there's like, like a, an edge sticking out. But there's like yeah, there's like a like a crescent moon. Yeah. Uh, do you live inside of the crescent moon? Did you somehow find the pop Outside of Super Carlin Brothers. Because if so, I want to know how. Yes, tell us. Because I'm curious. I'm curious as well. Yeah. Anyway, guys, you can send all that email to uh, all of that email, all of that information to our email, which is popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Otherwise, until next time, pop, pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.